You're 6'5", 230, and you throw in the mid to high 90s. You were the second overall pick out of high school in the 2010 MLB Amateur Draft. You were climbing through the minors on your way to the big leagues when you felt a pop in your elbow. Tommy John surgery, costing you all of the 2014 season. You came back in 2015, only to suffer a sports hernia and miss all of that season. You made your major league debut in 2016 and became a full-time starter in 2017 when you were diagnosed with testicular cancer in early May. Remarkably, you returned in less than a month and completed the season. Uh, attitude means an awful lot. Man, so does stuff. And Jameson oh. Tyone has stuff. In 2018, you were finally healthy and had a strong year and seemed poised for stardom when fate intervened again. Another elbow injury and eventually a second Tommy John surgery. That meant another year plus of rehab in a pandemic. Talk about perseverance. I'm Dan Schulman, and this is a swing and a belt. A salvation for Jameson Tyone. Still very good at whatever he does on that baseball field. Jamison Tyon is a starting pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and as we mentioned before, he's had to deal with way more than any one professional athlete should. But in spite of it all, his attitude remains upbeat as he progresses towards rejoining the Pirates rotation in 2021. Jamison, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's start with the present before we go backwards. How are you feeling? How's the rehab going? You've been through this before, so you know. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I have been through it, but I'm feeling great. You know, I'm hitting every checkpoint that I need to hit along the way. And unfortunately, I'd like to be moving faster. Uh, my body's telling me it feels great. But, you know, there's there's research and numbers and, you know, data that that shows and supports that rushing back from this is not the way to go. So I'm just moving right along. I'm throwing bullpens. And I think I throw my first breaking balls off the mound tomorrow. So it's kind of cool. There's a new challenge being thrown at me every week or two. And there's a new hurdle to overcome. So that makes it kind of fun. Every time I read quotes from you about how things are going there, it's just like you were right now. Like your attitude seems totally upbeat, totally positive. You never seem to like be feeling sorry for yourself or anything. How do you be like that when you've been through this twice and other health issues too? How, how are you always so positive? Yeah, well, when I first got this Tommy John surgery, I was pretty down about it. Last year was a really tough year for me. Being around the guys was really tough. You know, I went from being the opening day starter to just not being a part of anything and, you know, having my arm in a sling. So that was really tough. But now that I'm back and throwing and I actually feel healthy, mentally, it's been a relief for me because when I was hurting, I felt like I was kind of hiding it for so long. And that's not healthy. I mean, mentally, that's just a hard battle to fight. Like asking yourself, when's the right time to speak up? Am I hurt? Do, am I going to need surgery? Well, once I got the surgery, that kind of put all of those questions and doubts away and made me realize that all right, now I'm fixed. Now it's time to get better. Um, that's kind of when my mentality changed a bit. Was there ever a moment this second time where you said, geez, I don't know if I can do this again? Actually, there hasn't been. I've been feeling seriously really, really amazing. And uh, I've been enjoying the rehab. 
you know, I think with us getting a new coaching staff and a new front office, you know, things have been pretty fun and, and new for all of us around here. So that's kind of kept me upbeat. I'll be honest, though, before I got the surgery, you know, I thought I was going in for a flexor repair, not a full Tommy John surgery. So I kind of told myself, like, man, if I need Tommy John again, I really don't know if I can do it. And then I just woke up from surgery with a surprise Tommy John, basically. And, uh, you know, I've just attacked the rehab from there. So you didn't know until after the surgery was done that it was Tommy John again? Yeah, yeah. I went in thinking they were just doing like a little cleanup type deal. And uh, I knew it was a possibility. But when they went in there, you know, it's hard whenever you've already had a surgery. It's hard for these doctors, even the best in the world, to read imaging because it's already been operated on and stuff. Yeah, so I woke up with a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> Crazy. You're part of an exclusive club that I know you don't want to be a part of, but guys who have had Tommy John twice, I think Johnny Ventress has actually had it three times, if I'm not mistaken. But have you ever talked to any of the other pitchers who have had this surgery more than once just to see how the second time around went for them? Yeah, I actually have. And that was something pretty much immediately I wanted to reach out to guys and see if there was anything they did differently on the second time compared to the first and, you know, if there were any drills or tools they really liked for recovery. So I reached out to Tyler Chatwood on the Cubs and I reached out to Uvalde with the Red Sox and they were both like just so welcoming and so willing to share and be transparent with their, their rehabs and stuff. I talked to Uvalde for a really long time about mechanics. We talked about staying involved with the team and engaged with the team in the city and being a part of what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, not a club you want to be in, but, you know, it's a pretty strong club, and those guys were more than helpful. And I guess the good news is Ivaldi's 99 is still 99, so does that mean your 98 will, will still be 98 <laughs> when, you, when you come back from this again? Yeah, and shoot, Chatwood struck out like 11 or 12 against us just two nights ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm already throwing like 91, 92 in bullpens, which is no adrenaline, and I'm not really trying to get on it. My body's just kind of producing nice hard velocity already. So it's not something I've been tied to, but you know, it's definitely a concern coming back that you don't want to just lose what made you good. So it seems like that velocity is going to be there. You mentioned mechanics, and I know you've changed your mechanics a little bit. As much as you can explain it to me, who doesn't understand a lot of it, what have you done, and have you done this for your health as opposed to for your stuff? Yeah, yeah, this has all been health-based. So basically the way I was throwing, I guess the best way to put it is that my body knew how to create velocity, even if it shouldn't have been creating that velocity. So I was putting myself not in the best or strongest positions on the mound, but my body was still knowing like, hey, we need to throw this thing 95, 96, 97. And that's when it can start becoming dangerous because, you know, I'm creating it with my elbow and I'm putting my arm in positions uh, that are pretty compromising. So everything I've done this time is just strictly health-based. So I'm actually learning what getting into your legs feels like. like. That's just a popular saying you hear from a lot of people like, hey, use your legs. But I'm really learning what using my legs and my hips and timing and, and what everything should look like, getting my kinetic chain moving together. So it's been a pretty big overhaul, but I'm really encouraged by the changes. It sounds like to be a pitcher these days, you kind of have to embrace the technology, right? And let it work for you or, or you're kind of falling behind everybody else. Yeah, you're either with it or against it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as 
all of us players age a little bit. Uh, you know, it's something I don't want to be left behind as we move forward as a game. What is a typical day of rehab like for you now when you're coming back from Tommy John, especially you're doing this during a pandemic as well. So I don't know how that complicated or has complicated things for you. What's a typical day like of rehab for Jamison Tyone? Yeah, the pandemic's definitely added a lot more video games and uh, <laughs> a lot more like Postmates and Uber Eats. Today, I'm going into the field at 10. We'll get screened. We'll have testing. And I'll kind of warm up go play catch and then I'll go back in I'll lift weights uh, you know it alternates between lower body upper body core work and then I'll finish up with uh, you know maybe some specific drills or anything that needs attention and then I have like a physical therapist run me through some arm care exercises and then I'll finish the day with treatment so massages or stim machines or cold tubs whatever that might be usually a solid four hours of work of pretty much nonstop. And then that's my day. And then the rest of it's just recovering and taking care of my body. During the shutdown, where were you though? You couldn't, like, were you allowed into the facility, the spring training facility down in Bradenton? Could you go there or were you back home doing stuff on your own? Yeah, I was down in Florida and we just had a really small, like skeleton crew of guys. So our big league bullpen coach was there one of our best physical therapists was there. And then there were like five of us players that stayed back. So I'm really thankful the Pirates let us do that because that definitely helped my rehab. And then sometime in June, I drove up to Pittsburgh and we started coming in here to PNC Park. So I've just been adjusting on the fly, just, just like everyone else. <laughs> like you said, a lot of video games and a lot of Uber Eats. I think just about anybody I interview could say they've been doing a lot of video games <laughs> and a lot of Uber Eats. <laughs> Yeah, that's been getting me by. Yeah, I'm sure. Is one of the hardest parts just being away from the guys? And and I know for people who, you know, aren't professional athletes, they might not think that's that big of a part of it. But you're used to being in a clubhouse with 25, 26, 30 guys, whatever it is. And now you're kind of on your own. Is that one of the most difficult parts of the rehab? Yeah, it's definitely weird. That's why when the team is around, I try to be around and involved as much as I can. But like when the team's out of town, I mean, shoot, watching opening day on TV was really hard for me. That was really weird. I definitely felt like, you know, I should have been there. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, what's best for me and my rehab and making sure I get my work in is going to be best for the team. And that's going to allow me to be around guys in a locker room setting for years to come. So it's definitely different and tough, but you know our team's done a really good job of keeping me involved and keeping me in the scattering report meetings and keeping me in all the group texts and stuff. So I do feel like I'm still a part of it all. You're part of the Zoom gang every time they talk about it. Oh, anything. man. Every Wednesday during the beginning <laughs> of the pandemic, we had a starting pitcher Zoom call. I was a part of that. That's great. Have you watched every pitch of every road game? Like every time they go away and you have to stay back, have you watched every pitch of every game? I mean, I haven't like literally watched every pitch probably, but I've had every game on, you know, whether I'm making dinner or something in the background, but I have had every single game on, yeah. Does it allow you to critique your play-by-play -play crew in Pittsburgh with a little more expertise now that you've watched a little, or, or do you have a little <laughs> more respect for the fact that play-by-play is a little harder maybe than people think it is? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know it's definitely different with them not being in the stadium, but yeah, everyone's just doing the best they can. You know, everyone's doing a great job, and I've just been having fun with stuff like, whenever it cuts to like our trainers and strength coaches on the dugout bench with their huge face shields on and stuff. I've been having fun screenshotting that and contributing to the group texts and stuff. <laughs> so it feels like everybody goes back to their lockers after a game and like 11 people have texts from Jamison Tyon telling them. Yeah. Just, yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. 
Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And and again, we talked about it earlier. Not only Tommy John's, you had a sports hernia, testicular cancer. I mean, you've been through a lot for a guy who's as young as you are. So I'm glad it's going well. I'm glad you're feeling good and the attitude is upbeat. Will you get to throw seriously at all this year? I know you're not going to pitch in the majors this year, but are there any plans for you to really step it up in September or something just to feel good going into the winter? Or is this a very gradual thing into the 2021 season? I think the plans are for me to get to a point where I'm facing hitters, you know, throwing maybe up to two or three innings and then shutting it down. So the goal is to do some sim games, simulated games, live BPs and stuff like that, just to kind of go off into the offseason with the true belief that I'm healthy and ready to go for next year. That's great. Well, we wish you all the best. You got a good man running your team. We know Derek Shelton from his time in Toronto, and I hope things go well for him. Hey, the Blue Jays almost wound up as uh, tenants in your ballpark this year, but it didn't work out in the end. But wishing you all the best and hope to see you back on the mound very early in the 2021 season. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, we're having fun with Sheltie over here. And I know a few guys on the Blue Jays too, so I was hoping I could maybe you know, get to see them here in Pittsburgh, but you know, we're all adjusting and and the Blue Jays are actually one of my favorite teams to watch other than, than my pirates. So they've got an entertaining group and thanks for having me. They do. Thanks, Jameson. All the best. Be well. Guy's been through a lot when you think about it, but as you can hear, his attitude is great. His arm is great. And looking forward to seeing him back on the mound for the Pirates in 2021. By the way, he's also a dual citizen. His parents are both from Canada, and he pitched for Canada in the 2013 World Baseball Classic. So a lot of reasons to keep an eye on how Jameson Tyon is progressing. That'll do it for today's episode. A Swing and a Belt is produced by Christian Ryan. And we invite you to subscribe wherever you can. Tell your friends about it. Give us a listen whenever you can. I'm Dan Schulman, and we'll see you again next time.